Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Arletha Orr. She is an American author from a small town in Mississippi. Orr initially started working a corporate job until exasperated by it, and she eventually ventured into full-time entrepreneurship until she realized that destiny had other plans for her. Arletha, welcome to the space. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I am so happy that you are here. Um, I read the tiniest bit about you. I know this is a broad question, but what can you share with the people before we dive fully into a deeper conversation? Give us a little bit more, maybe. Okay, so I am Arletha Orr. I'm an author, publisher, and a grief coach. Um, as stated in my bio, I was working for corporate America until so some things happened in my life to kind of push me more into entrepreneurship and gave me a deeper desire to help other people uh, get through what they're going through. Perfect. This is going to be a, a great conversation and I am looking forward to it. But first we are going to do our would you rather question before we dive into our questions. So Arletha, are you ready? I am. Okay, here we go. Would you rather have no internet or no cell phone? Oh, that's a hard one. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> mm, no internet and no cell phone. I think I would have to do the no internet. Because with the cell phone, I can use, still use. Well, would data be considered internet? I don't think so. We, we can be creative with it. Yeah. <laughs> no internet. I have to have my phone like all the time. <laughs> there we go. See, it's thinking outside the box. You can go someplace else. Well, yeah, whatever. I accept that answer. Because <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to answer either if somebody asked me that question. <laughs> so I was curious to see what you were going to say. So, okay, perfect. So here we go. So first official question is... How do you define creativity? To me, creativity is something that you put your hands to that your mind thinks of. Um, I start off as a graphic designer, designing things for people, and I love to build things. So the way I imagine it in my mind is the way my hands go to moving and put things together or draw it out or express myself. So creativity can mean a lot of different things. I love being creative because it shows your unique person. It shows who you are. It shows that you are not like everybody else, but you are different being your own unique person and you stand out. Mm -hmm. So you were, so let's hear a little bit more about, well, this is, I want to hear more about you. So when we had our pre-chat, I don't remember you saying you were a graphic designer. So take us back. Let's, let's, like you're on a therapist chair here. Let's go back <laughs> to childhood. <laughs> but um, I don't know, start there. Like, did you feel this word creative? Was it within your vocabulary or something you never really thought about? 
It was something about vocabulary. My aunt, when I was in middle school, I think that's my first start taping, taking a typing course mm-hmm. in middle school. And my aunt purchased a desktop computer. I used to always go over her house all the time. So I always used to get on the computer and design things. Um, I guess it's just a God-given talent. And I have many, many talents. And sometimes I wonder, okay, why did you give me all these talents? But I'm grateful <laughs> for those talents. It's just because I have all of them doesn't mean I have to go start a business and everything that I know how to do. Mm. But because I'm able to do it, I am grateful. Um, so I've always been a creative person. I always like to be unique, uh, be different, stand out, and do things a little bit different. So my aunt bought a computer. I used to go over her house all the time, get on the computer, start doing my graphic design and just designing things and printing them out and looking at them. And it just came fun to me. So mm-hmm. at that time, I did. I would say that I did not know that it would kind of push me or bring me into entrepreneurship then. But at that time, you know, I just knew that, okay, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to create something. I wanted to be my own unique person. Mm-hmm. So, Corporate, tell us about, uh, you work for the state, correct? Yes, I work for the state. Yeah, so tell us more about that kind of, so here you have this kind of, the graph design, everything was fun. Uh-huh. Um, maybe you didn't think of it as what you were going to do. So then what led after um, after high school? Did you, um, was it college? Did you just jump right into something? What so after high school, um I did go to college because, you know, that's why parents tell us when you graduate high school, you have to go to college. I remember when I was younger, I used to love to read and write. So I wanted to be a school teacher. Um, Mm -hmm. My mom kind of told me, don't be a teacher, be something else that's going to bring in a little more income. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. So I decided to go to school to be a pediatrician. I found out that they have to go to school 10 years. That's like, no way. That's not going to work for me. <laughs> I don't like school like that. So I said, okay, well, I'm not going to be a pediatrician. How about I be a registered nurse? So when I, was, when I graduated high school, I did go to school to be, I went to school for something else at first. I can't remember what it was. I graduated with that. Then I went back to nursing school and I started nursing school. Uh, at the time when I was going to nursing school, I had to be about 21. 22, 22, because I had my daughter when I was 22. So I had went to college, graduated, and went back for nursing. Mm-hmm. 22 years old. My daughter was five months years old. I said, okay, well, this is too much studying all that. I don't have time to do all that with a newborn baby. So right. I stopped nursing school. I decided to go to school for health information technology. Um, it's just like medical building and coding. So I went and did that, graduated, and never really started mm-hmm. a job with it. Um Corporate America, I used to work for the Secretary of State office. It was a very interesting job because we regulated all the funeral homes and cemeteries in the state of Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love my corporate job, though. Um, I had a fun boss. I love the people that I worked around. So it was very fun. Mm. So wait a minute. So tell tell me again what you did there. I I worked with these, um, the funeral homes and the cemeteries in the state of Mississippi. We regulated all the funeral homes in the cemetery in Mississippi. It's like, you don't think about this stuff. That's a right. job. Cause when I was working, I was like, this is real. Like this, people <laughs> actually do this. This has to be done. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like one of the things you see check like jobs. <laughs> right. But they do have regulations and everything they that do. they have to follow by. Okay. So you enjoyed it. You liked the people you liked all that. Oh yes. Oh yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's what I, um, Started working there, did not work in my field of what I actually went to school for, but I started working at Secretary of State office. And then I stopped uh, April of 2017 is when I quit my job with them and decided to go full time into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And what was that? What What was that entrepreneurship for you? 2017, it was an event planner because I had been doing events since I was maybe 20 one years old. My play mom started me doing it. So at that time I was an event planner and this year of January, I officially retired as an event planner. So this year in January? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wow. retired so you... as, a, as an event planner. So I've been doing it for a while. That's a lot of energy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But I love it. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like you have the personality where you like, you show up and, um, 
yeah, it just seems like you have the personality for it. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about the, the creativity and the aspect of there, because talk about like you're working with people, hearing their vision, seeing it in your head and then making it come to life. So when I would talk with my clients about having an event, uh, like you said, I would get their ideas of what they want. So most people want kind of know what they want, and sometimes they don't really know. So I would get their ideas of what they want, and then I would kind of sketch it out for them, show it to them, and we'll go from there. Uh, and they were very happy on the day of their event to see that their dream actually came to a reality and it made me happy because I like to help people I like to see a smile on people's face I like to know that okay I have put that smile there so it was very exciting to do that um and to help those people out I really enjoyed it yeah it's a process right yes yes we they contact me we start planning from let's say a wedding we start planning from six seven months in advance getting things together you know, picking out dresses, picking out, picking out tuxes. Cause most people are, most people already know what colors they want. Mm -hmm. So picking out dresses, picking out tuxes, food, the photographers, the DJs, the venues, flowers, all of that can be really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It is exciting when all that comes together. Yeah. It's like, wow, we did it. Yes. <laughs> Success. <laughs> do you have any, before we move on, do you have any like funny stories though, where it was like a really big screw up, but it was fun? <laughs> One wedding I did, uh, it was an outdoor. Because <laughs> I see rain in my head. I see like a big storm or something. Oh my God. It was an outdoor wind. So that week it had been raining. I asked her, okay, do you want to try to put this somewhere else? You know, get a tent or something. No, we're going to try to say it's not supposed to be rain forecast. Cool. <laughs> so that day of the wedding, went out there that morning to set up some pipe and dry. Went back to the house. Rain came. Oh my God. So I had less than two hours to set up a full wedding uh, and get everything together. I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be some work. But Thankfully, I had some other people out there that saw, okay, she needs help. Let's help her get this together so we can start. We didn't really start on time because we were a little behind and the grounds were wet. But once everything was together, we were all excited about it. We worked as a team to get it done. Everything was accomplished and we enjoyed the night. See, those are the ones I find that you really remember because there's an extra story attached to it. Yes, yes. <laughs> We had, I have to say, for my wedding, um, we, there was a hurricane that weekend. So it was a Sunday and we we're like, okay, what's wow. going to happen here? So it stopped raining, but we didn't know who was going to, anyway, we got there and we we're like, okay, we wanted to get married outside, but we moved it in, which was Yes, we ju were just like, we're going to have to do that. It's pretty on the inside, but really wanted to get married outside. Anyway. We had a two hour window of no, of like clear. And the person at the restaurant said, we can do it outside. We did, we got married outside. And literally, as soon as we were walking back in, the clouds got dark. And as soon as we walked in, it just downpour. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, you got your wedding completed. <laughs> like talk about as we're going to lead in a little like um shining the light on this is that uh talking about god having something to do with this yeah i swear my my aunt arlene had something to do with it who was on the other side i'm like yes. aunt arlene thank you <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that, that. <laughs> she made it happen so okay so you're not an event planner anymore so what are you doing now so now I'm a full-time author, a certified grief coach, and I have a publishing company. So I have other people uh, publish their books and I have other people get through the process of grief. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the grief aspect. I call this exploring, shining a light for those consumed in darkness. Um, what you're doing, of course, is a wonderful, uh, it's just obviously heard this a million times so needed but um truly so needed when people are in that space and really need to be pulled through by someone who can really listen to them and understand mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit more about your story and what led you into this, please. So what happened to me um, is five, six years ago, this would be six years in May, May the 18th will be six years. I lost my husband and my two children in a train accident. And this is what brought me to where I am now. During that time, um, I was lost. I was confused. I felt betrayed. I was in denial. I felt isolated. I felt empty because basically work, school, and church. Work, church, and my family. They were, you know, my main priorities. So when I lost him in a train accident, I was asking God, I was crying one day and I asked him, okay, what do I do from here? Like, what do you expect me to do? How do you expect me to live my life? And he gave me one word and it was live. Mm -hmm. So from that day, I was wondering, okay, well, how do I live? What do I do from here? How do I go? Um, And every time I would have those moments of sadness or those moments where I want to give up, he would speak live again. So I think I have been, I want to say graced to help other people get through the process of grief, because I know it can be a difficult thing. Um, It's not easy. I'm not saying that I'm just an angel walking around smiling, been smiling from day one, (laughs) because that is absolutely not correct. Um, You will have those moments when you get sad, but the purpose is to not stay in that moment. The purpose is to go through the process of grief and you can come out and still be happy, still be, have a life of joy, still have a life of peace. You can still be able to live your life. You don't have to stay stuck in that place forever. Mm-hmm. So what was your first step? What was it an individual that you found to help you or a community? No, actually just a word live because mm-hmm. that, that was all that I had when I had my moments of being sad and crying I would just pray and ask God to help me because I knew that I didn't want to get depressed. I knew that I didn't want to end up in some mental hospital because there was a lot to deal with, you know, at one time that that was a lot. So I just prayed and asked God to help me. I'm a Christian. So I prayed and asked God to help me. That is the only thing that I knew how to do, or I knew what to do at that moment that would help me get through what I was going through. Mm -hmm. God, you're an amazing individual. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Again, you probably hear that a lot too, but damn, that is a lot. I mean, saying that's a lot to deal with, Arletha, is like an understatement. Right, right. Because sometimes, and, and I will be honest, I mean, I'm very transparent. Sometimes, you know, you still go back and I think about it. I was like, wow, did this really happen to me? Like, is this my reality now? So it 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 really is a lot to deal with. My husband and my two children. My daughter was seven, and my son was one. One thing I drew drew from the word "live" is that my son was one year old. So I'm not saying that they have completed their purpose or they have done what they're supposed to be doing, but at any given moment, when God decides to call us home, it's our time. We have to go. So while I'm here, while I'm left here on earth. I want to do what I've been purposed to do. I want to fulfill my destiny. I want to help other people um, do whatever I can. I don't want to have any regrets saying that, oh, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have did that. I want to live my life, be happy. I give myself permission to live. I give myself permission to be happy. And my family will want the same for me. They wouldn't want me to be sad, to be crying every day. They would want me to be happy. We were a very happy family. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they would want me to be happy as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just processing. And I guess I'm, I just want to say like, when you said that, give self, give yourself permission to be happy, mm-hmm. which everybody, yes, we need to give ourselves permission to be happy. Right. What was the time, you don't have to say an exact time frame, but for you to really believe that. How Gener- long? Yeah, generally, like, what kind of time frame was that for you? Was that like pretty immediate or was it a few years? I wouldn't say it was immediate, maybe some months, because during that time, like as I stated, um, when I received the word to live, I was like, okay, how do I live? I'm already living. So what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to learn throughout time what that actually means to me and how to actually do that because we go from being married 
husband, two children, house full of noise, playing, <laughs> screaming, Ma, Ma, Dad, Dad, you know, talking to my husband, and my children to complete silence. So that's not something that happens overnight that you just accept and move on. Um, it takes time to get through that because you have to adjust to your new norm, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it. Yeah. Adjusting to your new norm. Like, this is my reality now. This is my new norm. This is my quote unquote new life. So now I have to learn how to adapt in this atmosphere. Yeah. So here, this is going on for you. And I don't know, just looking back at your definition, creativity is something you put your hands to that your mind thinks of. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful definition in the sense that, and I kind of just almost see that in this way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's more abstracted. I don't know, but you know, you're putting your hands, you're, you're kind of molding and shaping as all of this as you're shaping your mind. Yes. 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 You know, you're shaping your mind and then you're sculpting and creating this space where, when did you start? When did you become a grief counselor? I came a grief counselor, I think about two years ago, because I decided, okay, this is my new norm. And I began to pray and say, okay, what is my purpose? Why am I still here? Because the day of the accident, I was supposed to pick my children up from school. My husband called me five to 10 minutes before I was about to get off work, leave work. And he said, okay, I'm awake because he worked at night. So I don't know if he was going to be asleep or not, but he called and said, I'm awake. I'll go pick the children up. I said, okay, cool. So I decided to stay at work a little bit longer. Um, And then of course on my way home is when I received the call. So because I see it as that could have been me that day in that car accident on the train track dead, um, so now I'm like, okay, God, you told me to live. Now, what is my, what really is my purpose? Why am I still left here? Why wasn't it me? Why was it them? Why did you leave me here? What purpose do I have? So I began to look at the process of how I made it through grief, how I made it through losing my husband and my two children. And it just dawned on me. I always had a heart to help people, whether it's through event planning, whether it's through uh, helping out at church, helping out with family events, whatever. I've, I've always had a heart to just help people genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, okay, what am I, what am I here for? Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And it just kind of dawned on me, uh, to help people. So I kind of grew me to, or drew me to helping people through the process of grief because I've been graced with it to get through it. So I want to help other people to get through it, to let them know that they don't have to stay stuck there. Okay, so what does that look like? How do I help other people get through the process of grief? Of course, we've heard of counselors and therapists, but I've never really, quote unquote, heard of a life coach. (laughs) So I was like, okay, and I was talking to someone and they were like, okay, I'm a life coach. And I think, you know, that's the area where you should be headed to first to become a life coach. So I began to do research and, you know, look at different things that they offer and who they are. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is basically what I do. This is who I am. So Mm -hmm. I'm a certified life coach and I've currently enrolled in school to get a bachelor's in psychology so that I can learn more about it, um, to take me to higher levels, you know, to deeper places with it as well. Cause I want to be able to help everyone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just processing. So that's the thing with audio. It's like, sometimes it's like filling the space, but then sometimes it's like, you just kind of have to take it in, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate what you said before you said it now. And in our pre-chat pre-chat when you were like, no longer waiting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I, that just stood out to me after we talked, it was just like, if I want to drive to Florida, I'm driving to Florida. If I want to yeah. like, I'm living. Yes. Live your life. Um, when I got the word to live, I was wondering, okay, how do I live? And I received a revelation that all my life, I've always done things for other people. Never really concentrated on myself to live for myself. And most of the time, that's what moms and wives do. Of course, we put our children, our husband, everyone else before ourselves. Yeah. We neglect ourselves to make sure everybody else is good, to make sure everybody else is taken care of. But we should also include ourselves in self-care, have a moment to, you know, go to the spot one day, go to the nail shop, mani-pedicure, 
take care of yourself also while taking care of your children in your household. But most of the time we forget to take care of ourselves and we take care of others. So that's what I began to do. I began to take care of me. I began to spend time with me. Uh, most people, I go out to eat by myself and people are like, oh, how do you do that? I wouldn't be able to do that. It's called self-love. <laughs> I enjoy my company. I enjoy Arlington's company. <laughs> so I like I, myself. Yes. Sometimes I don't need to be around a lot of people because sometimes I need to sit there and think. I need to... Um, kind of relax in the atmosphere and give myself a mental break from other people, from other things that I may have going on in my life. So I'm okay with going to eat by myself, going to dinner by myself, whether it's lunch, dinner, or breakfast. I don't care. I'm okay with going to the movies by myself. I'm okay with traveling by myself because I enjoy me. And sometimes we have to get back to that place of enjoying ourselves and loving ourselves because we're here. We have to take care of ourselves. And, you know, in order to have long life, to be here for a long time. So take care of yourself. It's okay. <laughs> Isn't it funny? It's, yeah, we do. It's so much yeah. about what other people think and mm -hmm. how we're going to be perceived and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, that person's sitting alone in a restaurant. Oh, what happened? Oh, they must be so lonely. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm eating. Leave me alone. Right. I am enjoying my time <laughs> alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ask you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So kind of perfect segue into the second question, which is how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Hmm. So what I do uh, this weekend, Friday, this lady asked me to come and host a what is it called? A vision board party? Yes. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is during the process of talking to them about putting their goals and their dreams on the board, I want them to kind of think about it. And I want them to know that you don't have to wait 10 or 15 years to accomplish these goals. Why not start today? Why not start tomorrow? So my job and my purpose to, to enforce creativity uh, or to dive more into it is to kind of give people a different outlook on life, to give them a different outlook on what they're doing and how they're doing things. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of turn it to you. Okay. So you are Letha. What do you do? So you said things like you like to travel. You mm -hmm. you know don't mind going out. You like going to the movies. What are more things that you do for yourself? that you feel like allow you to express yourself okay, to show up as you since the accident. That's what I've been doing. Eating out by myself or, you know, going to dinner, going to the movies. Uh, some days I'll go out to the reservoir and it's just like a big park where you have a big lake um, and you just sit there. So I sit there and I kind of think and I meditate and I pray and I just relax and enjoy the moment. Um, I don't have a, let's say, I don't put myself on a certain schedule to go, okay, well, I only have two minutes out here. I'm going to go out here, then I'm going to leave. I go out there and I bask in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we should do more often. Uh, stop, pause, take our time and enjoy the moment, live in the moment. And that's what I've learned to do is to live in the moment. I just take the time that I need to do what I need to do. And I just take my time and just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So it's not rush, 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 rush. No, because oftentimes, you know, we, we will rush, especially when we have a lot going on, when we have children, work, church, uh, other events, you know, school events and all that. We're rushing, rushing, rushing. But sometimes we just need to take the time to enjoy the moment, enjoy life. Yeah. It's funny that last night. So I've been preparing for a book launch that's coming up this Friday, multi-author book. And uh, it's just been a lot of, you know, you know, the deal, you know, this <laughs> coordinating of um, interviews I'm doing and making sure last minute things and just all this kind of stuff along, along, just a lot of things going on. So it's all good stuff, but it's 1130 at night. And um, my son who's 22 came down and he's just like, step away from the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I just need to do one more thing. He's like, you need boundaries. 
you really need to create boundaries. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's true. I've had and my... sometimes we do that. My brother used to tell me, I used to stay up to two, three, four o'clock in the morning trying to complete one task. And he told me one thing that was very profound. And I still listen to him saying it to me today. Um, he is, you can wait till tomorrow to finish. <laughs> There we go. Proper rest. Go to bed. That computer will be here in the morning when you get up. The same project will be here in the morning when you get up. So what I've learned, okay, eleven. If it's like I have my alarm set ten o'clock, I want to be asleep. So nine o'clock is my wind down time. About eight eight thirty. If I'm finishing up something, I say, okay, give me about ten more minutes. I go ahead and finish it up. Uh, And I'll tell myself that, okay, Vonda, you can complete this tomorrow. You do not have to. Try to finish the whole project tonight. It's going to be okay. You still have more time. You have months. So <laughs> just leave it alone. Come back to it tomorrow. And that's what I've learned in order to get, you know, proper rest, that it's okay to stop the project and come back to it the next day. Because I used to stay up all night trying to finish things. I know. And then you're like cranky and yes. you look bad because you have right. these big bags under your eyes yes. and all this stuff. And it's yeah. not serving. It doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the people around you. Cause I know for me, I just, you know, I'll get cranky mm-hmm. with people around me, not with the people that I'm necessarily working with, but my family, <laughs> they're right. the ones that, you know, they yeah. reap the benefits of, of all that. <laughs> um, so, um, so, I, I kind of want to mention too, like, is clothes a thing for you? Is that an expressive way for you? I said it again. Are clothes a way to express yourself? Clothes? Yeah, clothes. Like how you show up and what you wear. <sighs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have an answer for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. <what> <laughs> um, because... My grandmother tells me, and I'm in her house now, I'm in South Haven, Mississippi. What mm-hmm. she tells me is, always look your best when you leave the house. So when I put on clothes, when I go to leave the house, sometimes to other people, I may be overdressed. Uh, but that is the way that I'm feeling at that moment. If mm-hmm. I feel like I want to dress up to go to lunch and eat at a restaurant, that's what I'm going to do. Um I do express myself through my clothing and through my nails. Everybody has been talking about my nails for the past week. I just got done. You have to explain them to me. We, because give, the colors, give us a visual. Give us a that's visual. That's what I'm about to get. My, the colors on my nails are vibrant. I have a hot pink, a neon yellow, a green, and then pink and yellow on both hands. Ooh. And people are like, what? <laughs> People are like, why those colors? Oh, you're stepping out the box. No, this is what I like. I like to be expressive. I'm a vibrant, I'm a happy person. Mm -hmm. So this is how I somewhat express myself through my clothing, through my nails. My hair is red. And if you see me, I always have a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. That's just who I am. I love colors. I love excitement. That's that's just who I am. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what this is what I'm talking about and how you express yourself and bring creativity into your world. So because this is in the expanding of the definition so people can understand is that Mm -hmm. creativity is life. Yes. It's how we live it. It's how we choose to live it. Mm -hmm. So it's by the clothes we put on our body, by the nails we um, have, by the how we do our hair, if we do makeup, if we don't do makeup, yes. if we, the words that we use, the gratitude that we, the, the, the peaceful, the quiet space that we give ourselves, just every aspect of life is All a creative moment. So yes. in understanding that, it, to me, I don't know, and you'll tell me what you think, it gives people a choice to then decide, oh, I really do have something. I, I, I have a choice in this. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. Yes. So they can choose to be happy and live life or they can choose to be, yeah, I'm just here. And that's what my next book is going to be called thriving and not just surviving. Meaning, okay, during your situation, during your journey, during your process, are you going to thrive and be the best person that you can be? Or are you going to just merely survive and just go through the moments of being there? So here, so we're talking about books. Tell us about some of the books you've written. So I've written Liv. Liv is about the accident and how I made it through that time. Um, I have some affirmation books out for children and teenagers to help them realize and understand 
who they are to let them know that they don't have to be like other people, but they can be themselves and it's okay to be themselves. Mm-hmm. My book that is being illustrated right now, which is very, very dear to my heart. <laughs> It's a children's book on grief. Uh, It's explaining the grief process to children and telling them how they can get through it. Because a lot of times when someone passes, the adults, okay, we take it hard, but we never really focus on the children and try to help the children get through it. Mm -hmm. When they are grieving as well, because they too have experienced a loss. I remember when I lost my family, my little cousin, she was my daughter's best friend. And every time we would have a family event, she would come and ask me about her. Of course, mm. it would make me cry, make me sad. She probably would ask the same question over and over. But that's just the way that they were that she was processing it at the time. So right. I had to reaffirm to her, you know, and tell her the same things mm. over and over to let her know that she is no longer here. Mm. In my children's book, it goes through a process of grief with the children and it gives them a way to let them know that they too can get through losing someone that you know they can still be strong they can still be happy even though they've lost something very dear to them mm-hmm. yes it's just so wonderful that you're giving these tools to because it's it's real yes. and it's life and instead yes. of brushing it you know under the rug or not addressing it this is where issues come up yes um uh, a very dear friend of mine who um, publishing her solo book and one of the parts of her book, you know, is just basically she, her parents were 14 and 16 when she was born mm. and her father committed suicide at 20. Wow. And when he died, she was um, four, five and um, wow. nobody, they just put her in her room. Right. And right. said, just go to your room. Wow. And nobody talked to her about it. And she knew, she knew what was going on. I mean, she was old enough and yeah, they just put her in her room. And now she's probably dealing with that now in her older ages of life, older stages of life. She's, she has, she's done a lot of work Mm -hmm. on herself. So Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of work. Um, And going through the writing process, as we know, is very cathartic also. And it brings up a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has his suicide letter. She has like all of this. But she has all of these memories and just all these things. Just when you start piecing it together with the perspective of an adult. Right. But it's just so interesting, like how quickly those souls do grow up so often because she knew what was happening Mm -hmm. and she was just very observant. uh, But at the time she didn't always have the words to express. Right. Right. So we have to explain it to the children, you know, like you said, they're understanding what's going on and we need to take the time to talk to them about it and explain it to them and let them know that they can make it through because if they don't deal with it, then it will probably come back up later in life and they will have to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, this stuff doesn't go away. It's not like you're like, oh, okay, well that happened. Right. (laughs) Um, Let's just bury that in. I mean, it's like, if you're not expressing it, you're repressing it. And Mm -hmm. that just makes you sick or it does whatever else it brings up in your life, which isn't usually a great feeling. Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of working through it. So, okay. So you have to send me a picture of your nails because now I really want to see your nails. I'm like back to the nails. I'm like shiny object nails. Yeah, I, I love them. I, I absolutely love them. Like I said, it, it shows my personality, expresses who I am. I'm a vibrant, happy person. So people looking at your nails like, oh wow, all those colors. Yeah, yeah, I like them. This this is me. <laughs> So that's, this just brought up two things. So one, I don't do it often. And thank you for reminding me getting pedicures. Um, when I get pedicures, I get obnoxious with, I'm like, look at my toes. Aren't they pretty? <laughs> and my, I always get made fun of for having ugly feet. I'm like, the hell with you. Aren't my really? toes pretty? <laughs> like, so I'll just think just these little things just make you feel really good. Yes, 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 yes. The self-care, like you said, it's important. It is so freaking important because Mm -hmm. it's not for anybody else. It's for yourself. Yeah. 
And like you just said, when you get a pedicure and you look at your nails and be like, oh, aren't they pretty? You know, <laughs> that's how we are because it, we want to look good and that we feel good when we look good. So, yeah, self-care is very important. <laughs> and we walk differently, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, most definitely. Give a woman uh, her nails done, her hair done, lipstick, makeup, and some heels. You can't tell us nothing. <laughs> There's a strut that happens and it's just like... Huh, yeah, you can't mess with me. I just, I'm feeling really good. Right. <laughs> I personally couldn't do the heels though. I I would fall. Really? <laughs> I am so, it's, yeah, it's a balanced thing. I, I kind of look at the ground and I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah. I love heels. I love them. You, see, I always admire people who can walk in heels. <laughs> I love them. Yes. <laughs> Like since we're on this topic, everybody. So how high how high is the heel that you can walk in? I when I was younger, I used to do four inches. Now <gasps> maybe three. Yeah, two and a half now. Yeah. When I was younger, yeah. I used to wear them high, but now eh, too old for that now. <laughs> maybe I, two and a half to three inches is is fine. It's comfortable for me. I am in awe. <laughs> I am. It's so funny. So my next door neighbor. She walks in heels just to be around the house. Like that's just her personality. Really? So if she comes over to borrow like something, mm-hmm. I'm like, where are you going? She's like, nowhere. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you're dressed to the nines, but like you're saying, <laughs> it's like, it makes her feel good. Like she's uh-huh. dressed to the nines walking in heels. And then <laughs> I have my ugly, like slip on shoes. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Whatever makes you happy. That's all. Yeah matters they are ugly but we have a conversation and she's like how many pairs of those do you have i'm like two (laughs) (laughs) i'm like two and she's like they are ugly i'm like i know (laughs) (laughs) we can have these honest conversations (laughs) that's too funny oh my gosh okay little side thing going there but um so tell me about music. Do you like music? Yes. Actually, I've been playing the piano since I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's side of the family, his mom had seven children. All of her children play the piano. All of the grandchildren play the piano, except for maybe two or three. So I've come from a musically inclined family. I've been playing for a church full time since I was 15 years old. Oh, wow. So I, I love music. Yes. All kinds, all genres, Christian um, I love some country, not all country. Uh, don't like rap, R and B, jazz, classical. I love it all. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can't imagine a world without music. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Music is another thing of creativity as well. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. If you look at how people put the notes together with playing, uh, we can use Beethoven as an example. He couldn't see. But he had the most beautiful melodies. Uh, so I, I just love music all around. It's, it's good. Well, just the fact, like you said in the beginning, how it goes from your imagination and then you, you know, shape it, you express it. The whole idea is just with that outlet of music of somebody either seeing it in their head, the notes or hearing the beat, the tune in their head mm-hmm. and then bringing it all together mm-hmm. is just it's just a masterpiece. It's just a, the whole process is just incredible. Yes, yes. I said blind. He was dead. I'm sorry, but yes, yes. It's 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 amazing. It's it's just amazing. It's. I was actually just talking to. Um, well, actually, this conversation was a little while ago. She's a musician, and she has something called synesthesia. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of that? I don't think I have. Sin, I didn't know what it was until she'd spoken about it. And then a few of my friends actually have it. So it's basically where there's a few forms of it, but one is with musical notes, you can see the music notes in colors. Like in your head, it looks like a color and then it has like a different kind of sound to it. Maybe that it might be given the label of. Interesting. And she was an amazing, is an amazing musician, but when she would take tests, it would translate differently because she sees it differently in her head and she hears it differently in her head. Yeah. That's probably how she learned it. That's good. That's good. But until one teacher finally said to her, because she wasn't doing well on the tests and the teacher was like, what do you see in here? 
And she told her and she's like, you have synesthesia. And she's like, what is that? <laughs> and it's just this different way of, of hearing and seeing. And actually two of my friends have it with um, letters that when they read something or when they hear words, the, the letters translate into colors hmm. in their head. So, so one of my friends is like, I'll never forget something that was said because the color, I see the color combinations. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm like, wow, that seems like a lot of work, like in the head of like, <laughs> like this, like light show kind of going on, but it's, it's the way their brain works. Yeah. That's, that's actually pretty cool. They have some to remember. I know. I know. Cool. So, Okay. Before the last question, actually, let me ask you, do you have any kind of like morning routine that you do or no? When I get up in the morning, what I like to do is listen to something motivational. Uh, I pray and I like to listen to something motivational and then I get up and start my day. I listen to Dr. Miles Monroe. I listen to uh, Steve Harvey has some motivational things out. Mm -hmm. Um who else? Just any anybody on YouTube. They have sometimes they have different speakers in one video. Um, I just want to hear something positive. I don't want to hear anything negative because I'm at a point in my life where, like I said, when I was my son passed when he was one year old. So mm -hmm. I don't have time for negativity. Like if mm -hmm. you're gonna be negative and around me, I can't I don't want to be around you. I need positive vibes only. So I start my day off with prayer and with something positive and it sets the tone for my day. And that's how I choose to be every day. I don't like negative. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. Yes. Yes. Who okay. So as we're rounding up and getting to the top of the hour, the third question, which kind of wraps it up and puts a nice little bow on it, is why do you think creativity is important? Because it helps us get through life. If we're trying to do everything the same way other people does it or other people do it, I think we'll forever probably be in a sense stuck and not able to live or maneuver through our own life. Our creativity sets the stage for us because it expresses who we are. It gets us through out the days it gets us throughout the months the weeks um because i may do something different than the way you do it the way you do it doesn't mean that it's wrong it's just that's how you do it to get through what you have to go through this is the way i do it to get through to whatever i have to go through it's my unique way of being me of expressing myself mm. yes and there we go well that's just a perfect way to wrap that up <laughs> <laughs> um how can people find you they can go to my website, which is www.ishalllive.com. That's www.ishalllive.com, L-I-V-E. I'm also on Facebook as author Arletha or Facebook author Arletha or I have an Instagram as well. I don't hardly use Instagram. so mm -hmm. I know. Me too. It's, it's another space. It's just there's so many spaces. Yes, yes. Facebook works for me or my website, or you can email me coach at arlethaor.com. <laughs> and you do, you travel a lot speaking, don't you? I haven't traveled that much speaking. I do have a book tour coming up next month. Okay. So, yes. Exciting. Where are you traveling to? I'm going to do Gulfport, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida. And what's the name of this book? Live. Oh, that this is for Liv. Liv, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm excited about it. Oh, that's exciting. How yeah. long is the tour? I'm going to leave out on a Friday and come back. I'm going to stay gone a week. Uh, but most of those are vacation days. So for about a week, yeah. <laughs> you are kicking butt. Yes, I'm excited about it. I'm very happy. Because like I said, this year will be six years. And the date that they pass, it falls on a Wednesday. Six okay. years ago, it was on a Wednesday. So this year I wanted to do something different since, you know, that happened like that. So I'm going to do a book tour. You truly are this bright light that is just shining like crazy. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we say our goodbyes? I would encourage everybody to live. You have permission to live. You have permission to be happy. Don't stay stuck where you are. This is just a stepping stone to get to where you're trying to go. Stay encouraged and don't give up. 
perfect way to to say our goodbye. So Arletha, thanks so much for hanging out and chatting. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. I did. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And those joining us live, thank you so much. Catching the replay. So appreciate you. You could be doing anything and we appreciate that you hung out with us. This space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connecting. So please like, follow, share. I believe we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever for more connection and empowerment. So wherever you are listening in the world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and be talking to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. <laughs> Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. This self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh? be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out explore our experiential kits they have everything in them that you need to try new things you don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore there's creative shui which is seven elements to join happiness through the publishing house express yourself publishing multi-author books coffee books solo book opportunities it is all about expression all about it and it's again just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story, because we all have one. <laughs>